Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Wednesday, January 18th, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith with us, with you, ready to break down the uh, Wednesday uh, NHL uh, card. We have five games, a couple more than we usually have on a uh, Wednesday. Uh, many games on national television, both sides of the border. I believe it's uh, Pittsburgh, Ottawa, and Colorado, Calgary, in terms of the uh, Sportsnet doubleheader, the uh, Canadian national TV doubleheader. And I believe it's Boston, New York Islanders, Dallas, San Jose for the TNT uh, doubleheader in the U.S. tonight. But anyway, you got national TV doubleheaders both sides uh, of the border. So uh, ready to break down those games in just a second. First, we'll look back on yesterday, a busy Tuesday it was in the NHL. And after a very, very uh, disappointing Monday for me with the betting card, uh, a lot better results last night. Uh, no question about that uh, up and down the uh, board. Uh, Philadelphia, 5-2 win over Anaheim. Uh, a nice victory for the Flyers. We're not talking about the whole Provorov thing. You know, everybody's got their issues with that, uh, obviously. But as far as the hockey game goes, uh, the Flyers with a 5-2 win. Uh, hat trick for Kevin Hayes uh, in that game last night. And another very good performance from Samuel Erson for the uh, Flyers in net. He continues to play very, very well, this rookie goaltender uh, for the Flyers, and they keep winning games with him. And we look at this as a situation where, uh, you know, the, the Philadelphia Flyers are are getting great goaltending from the kid, and I think he's on a, a, a undefeated, unbeaten run right now as a goaltender in the NHL. I think actually there was one game he lost that might've been the Carolina game, but I think even in that game, he might've commit uh, entered the game in relief. So, but anyway, he's played well uh, for the flyers and he was again last night in that five, uh, two victory that they uh, were able to get uh, over the Anaheim ducks in that game. Uh, and the ducks tough spot after just, you know, coughing up the game against Pittsburgh, the way they did, they were up three, two late. They ended up losing uh, in overtime, Minnesota four, two win I'm telling you what, they were fortunate as hell to win that hockey game, Minnesota. They were getting dominated, totally, totally dominated in the first half of that game. Only in the second half did they start to slowly tilt the uh, balance of the play in their favor. Even then I thought Washington was still the more, aggressive team they had the puck more they were in the offensive zone more but the wild found a way they got excellent goaltending from philip gustafson a very excellent game in net for him uh for the uh, uh, minnesota wild and they end up getting the uh six and they get a, the 4-2 a win over the uh washington capitals there uh, the upset of the night probably ended up being the uh, montreal canadians four to one uh, over the uh, winnipeg jets uh, last night uh, here's another young goalie playing well all of a sudden. Samuel Montembeau, another solid performance uh, in net with Jake Allen still hurt. Uh, the Canadians end up, you know, being very uh, opportunistic. Not the best performance from Hellebuck just because there were a couple of those goals where he's kicking out these awful rebounds. And it's not the kind of uh, stuff you normally see from him when he's on his game. But give Montreal credit, very opportunistic. Excellent scrap late in the game with Arbor Jacki and Adam Lowry uh, as well. Uh, that was a great fight, spirited bout 
uh, late in the game and Montreal with a four to one victory last night. So Canadians now all of a sudden they've won uh, a few games uh, in a row after some struggles and actually starting to keep the puck out of their own net, which again had been a massive issue since the Christmas break. They now all of a sudden after giving up four goals or more to every opponent, uh, they've now gone three games giving up three or less to every uh, opponent. So improvements being made defensively by the Canadians during this run. Nashville, two to one win against Columbus. Uh, just did enough to get by and get the job done essentially in that game was Nashville. Uh, the call on Cody Glass that I mentioned on the show yesterday, uh, moving up to the uh, number one line in the center spot and he cashes in, gets the first goal of the game. Uh, for the Predators, so that was a nice... Uh, I got upwards of plus 500, believe it or not, on Cody Glass wow. to score that goal last night. So incredible price for him being on the top line. Uh, and uh, Nashville gets the 2-1 to one win there. Uh, we saw the uh, Chicago Blackhawks 4-3 comeback win against the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Don't tell them they should be tanking for Bedard. Don't tell them they should be trying to lose games to get that number one overall pick. Uh, bouncing back in solid fashion after a uh, just a debacle against Seattle. Uh, over the weekend. And uh, I think that's probably more a bad loss for Buffalo than it is a great win for uh, Chicago. I mean, if you're Buffalo, you've got to, you got to find a way to win that game. You're up three, one uh, in the third period. Uh, you can't close the deal against the uh, Blackhawks on the road. That's disheartening. And those are points that if you're trying to be a playoff team, you know, they could come back and bite you that you only got one point instead of two uh, in that game. Very controversial call on the third goal. It was a great night for Philip Kurashev, by the way. I think if you're going to look at Chicago player props in the near future, he's someone to target uh, right now because I think his play has uh, improved significantly. He's been a massive impact offensive player uh, for the uh, Blackhawks in recent games. So definitely he is someone to keep an eye on moving forward in terms of player props. Uh, we saw Edmonton with a 5-2 to two win against uh, Seattle. Uh, last night, over best bet for me, cash is there. Uh, Seattle just ran out of gas a little bit in the third period, and I ranted and raved about the just how they totally got the Seattle team blackballed from a scheduling perspective. Just brutal stuff. What, the six, seven-game road trip in the east? You go to Chicago in the Midwest, change time zones again to wrap up that road trip. They send you back home to face Tampa with just one day off in between after that game, and then you're back on the road on a back-to-back -back in Edmonton. So terrible stuff. A terrible hand from the schedule makers dealt to the Seattle Kraken, and it definitely looked like it caught up to them uh, last night. Uh, Arizona with a 4-3 comeback win against Detroit uh, in a shootout. A solid performance there in that game from the uh, Coyotes coming back. Again, they got outplayed, but it was a very good night for Connor Ingram. Excellent uh, in that uh, for them. And look, they kept a lot of Detroit's chances to the outside, and that was the difference. And the Yotes finally get back in the win column. And uh, again, some of those home cooking good vibes at Mullet Arena were able to return uh, last night for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. I said on Twitter, too, it's just funny because, look, I know it's not always easy. And I, I'll say it, too, personally, that for me, it wasn't easy doing shows at the very beginning, right? Butterflies, you're a little nervous. You know, it's just it's a new entity. It's not something you're accustomed to. But quickly, I became very comfortable, you know, being in front of a camera doing live shows like this, like the other stuff I do on YouTube. And it's, sometimes it's an adjustment for people. But boy, I hope for our guy, Jimmy Howard, who is, of course, former retired goaltender of the Detroit Red Wings. I hope he starts to relax a little bit because this guy is just, you can tell when he's on there. He's like he's shaking. He's gripping his pen. You know, he's got his hands gripped tightly. Uh, you know, comes stammers over his speech a little bit. You know, is he is very, very nervous right now doing these pre-game, post-game intermission shows for the Detroit Red Wings. 
and I hope he relaxes a little bit in time. And I just half-heartedly joked on Twitter, just watch me on this show, just going a million miles a mi- uh, an hour, uh, and uh, hopefully it'll relax you a little bit. You'll, you'll get some tips uh, on how to uh, get it get it done in front of the camera. But in all seriousness, I hope he uh, I hope he works on it, and I think just give him some time, and hopefully he'll get more comfortable uh, in front of the camera. And the last thing that I want to mention, and then we'll get Alex's thoughts on last night. I saved this for the end because we have a clip, too, to show you from last night. The Florida-Toronto game was a hell of a game. It really was. It was a intense, physical, back and forth. The whole game was great except for the officiating. The refereeing in that game was horrendous, absolutely brutal. And, look, it was bad for both sides, but I thought it was a little bit worse for Florida uh, in that game uh, last night. Uh, by the way, great performance by William Nylander, the tying goal to make it 4-4, and then the game winner, 5-4 in overtime. Thank goodness, and I said this yesterday, I had a split between the Leafs and regulation, but also that Toronto and over 5.5 combo bet. Toronto over and over 5.5 cashes with the overtime win. So that's why when you're looking at a big favorite, try to you know diversify your portfolio and maybe make multiple bets, different types of bets on that team. Don't just put it all on Leafs and regulation. If I had done that, I would have lost. But I had a little on that Toronto and over five and a half. Uh, and that's what got me a little bit of profit out of that game as well. Plus the full game over, obviously cashed with ease. It flew over the number. A great end-to-end rush by Nylander for the overtime goal. And as I mentioned, the officiating was not good. I thought it was a little bit more of a bad hand from the officials dealt to the Florida side. And head coach Paul Maurice agreed uh, with that sentiment. And here's a, a little uh, sh- uh, showing of what he had to say uh, following uh, that game last night. Uh, we'll roll the uh, footage right here. Uh, Palmer, he's not happy. And uh, the first line he says right at the beginning of this clip absolutely had me laughing uh, my ass off. It was absolutely hilarious. Listen. What, what's the end of that? Yeah, there'd be lots of energy, excitement, profanity would be the words. So we can't use most of them. Um, you know what? Proud of our guys here tonight. Like they flew us out to the West Coast, flew us back, flew us home, flew us up here and back to back us. And then they threw those two guys at us. I think we hung in there pretty good. I am proud of our group. <laughs> so they flew us up, flew us back, flew us to the West Coast, flew us back home, flew us up <laughs> north for a back to back. And then they threw those two guys at us, referring to the referees in last right. night's game. Yeah. Not very happy about it uh, was uh, Paul Maurice. And then he uh, went further on later on talking about some of the uh, bad calls. Here yeah, we go. Body on body. Not a charge. They're both going in the same direction. No problem with the guy going to the net at all. That's hockey. But that's those. I don't, I don't know what the hell those guys were doing tonight, but it wasn't uh, Florida Panther friendly. I like how he sounds so calm the whole time. Just very, very diplomatic right. <laughs> and uh, still calm, but still expressing serious displeasure with the officiating last night, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, you, if, uh, he's trying to obviously tiptoe that line and not get fined, but uh, at the same time, you know, voices displeasure. And, and like I said, and it's interesting, you know, that comment he made about the scheduling as well. And, and you, you know, you talked about it yesterday and, you know, something's going to have to be done with, with these. And, uh, you know, looking just, I, I like to look at, uh, you know, long schedule, especially this time of year. I like to, you know, look at, you know, 20 games out for different teams. And I see a lot of these, I know the Hawks have one in March where, you know, nine game road trip, but then they sandwich a home game in there. And it's just really strange and bizarre how that, how that you know kind of shapes out for certain teams. And of course, I get it. You know, like I said they're dealing with all the different you know, arenas and venues having you know other conflicts. NBA, of course, when you get in the March, you start talking about college basketball. Teams gonna have to be away for you know a weekend or two, different things like that. 
But, uh, you know, maybe more attention has to be paid to the balance. You know, they, they talk about this whole mandated five days off. I don't think that's really as important as maybe not saddling these teams with these long road trips and then throwing random home games in the middle. Issue. I mean, that was absolutely ridiculous, beyond stupid. What Seattle had to go through. Why? It, like, and I, and I said on yesterday's show, the reason is they didn't want to have them go to Edmonton twice on the same right, road the same trip. trip. Which, yeah, like ridiculous. That, that happened. That happens all, that's happened before with teams. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, put put bookend it. What's what's wrong with bookending it? What's wrong with putting an Edmonton game to start the road trip? Have them go from Chicago to Edmonton. It's a natural progression, east to west, in mm-hmm. Edmonton, and then you play the Tampa game at home, and you keep them at home for a few games after that. What's yeah. the problem with doing that? I don't get uh-huh. it. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get it at all. All right, what else did you think of uh, last night? It was a, a busy Tuesday. Yeah, well, you mentioned with the Hawks game, and it's funny because I was actually uh, doing a writer recap of on, on games yesterday. And was all ready to write about you know a Sabres win, you know snapping their you know road losing streak, and here they are now. I've lost five of the last six. Hawks come back. Uh, Seth Jones with a great game, the goal, the goal to tie it, the goal to win it, and an assist. Uh, so nice to see him doing well. But like I said, that's a terrible loss for Buffalo, uh, and another unnecessary win for the Hawks. Really, if you, when you look at it in the grand scheme of things. But uh, but Buffalo. Really got to do something, especially with the goaltending. And you knew Craig Anderson was going to get the start because the second of a back-to-back. Park Ridge native, probably the last time he get you know gets to play in Chicago potentially. Uh, they're gonna have to do something because UPL is still not quite ready yet. Uh, Cameron and Anderson aren't the answers, and this is a, a Buffalo team that if they can get things rolling and get the goaltending, they could you know still be a force in, in that wild card race. But the way that they're playing right now, they're gonna bow themselves right out of it like they've done season after season after season. In a in a very tough Eastern Conference, uh, you know, I think an Eastern Conference is deeper than it's been in many years. To give away points like that and games like that, it's tough, and it might come back to haunt you later on in the season. I think with the Sabers with their goaltending, you know, it, it's we've got guys that have played good in flashes, but UPL has really he's stepped up in terms of he's gotten better than he was say a year or two ago, but he's still not at that level where he's going to consistently be great every single night yet. He is still searching for that. He clearly has talent. There's something there for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a year, he's a year away. Next year he will be ready to be a a true number one goal in in my eyes, but it's still taking some time to develop. He needs to be in a one, a one B system, but he needs a, uh, you know, a one B that's a better option than the two they have right now. Yeah, exactly. I think long-term, uh, he'll be, you know, one of the two goalies on this team, and the other guy is going to be Devin Levi, the guy they got uh, playing for them down in uh, Northeastern uh, right now uh, yeah. in college, who they say uh, they're they're gushing about the potential that kid has uh, in between the pipes for the uh, Buffalo Sabers. So long term, I think that's probably going to be the two guys uh, that's going to that are going to be manning the net for them, uh, hopefully for many years to come. Uh, but yeah, d- disappointing loss for the uh, black uh, for the Sabers last night to uh, lose to the. Chicago Blackhawks like that, no question. All right, let's turn our attention now to tonight. We've got five games here on this uh, Wednesday slate. Uh, a couple of announcements first. I'll get this out of the way. That way we won't have to do it later in the show. The Ice Guys Live Betcast for January, as we mentioned already a couple of times, is next Tuesday. It's January the 24th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's a pretty good card uh, that night. Uh, looking forward to it. So if you uh, want to join us on the stream next Tuesday, just DM me or Alex, and we will send you the link 
for the uh, BetCast before Tuesday night when it starts. Live betting, commentary. We'll have a few uh, beers, uh, shots, uh, champagne in some cases, whatever the case may be, uh, vino, anything you want. Uh, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. We haven't had a BetCast this year yet, so to have the BetCast next Tuesday, we're looking forward to that. Also, I want to make mention that, uh, look, we're here for you every single day during the NHL season, and we take great pride in that, that we don't have days off. But we will be taking a very, uh, and I'm looking forward to it, a nice little four-day break around the All-Star break uh, in a couple of weeks. So uh, the final day of NHL regular season action before the All-Star break is Wednesday, February the 1st. Uh, so that's going to be our final show uh, before the All-Star break. Wednesday, February 1st, we'll be off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday following uh, that show uh, because that's those are the four days for the All-Star break, Thursday through Sunday. And then we'll be back Monday, February the 6th. That's the first day of regular season action following All-Star weekend. So uh, that's the schedule. We'll have four days off. And uh, look, it's nice when you have a long season and you're on every fucking day. Trust me. To get four days off, it'll be nice uh, around the uh, All-Star break for sure. So uh, looking forward to that as well. So four days off around the All-Star break. Uh, just wanted to make mention of that. All right, let's get to Wednesday's card. We'll begin in uh, Canada's nation's capital. Pittsburgh Penguins, Ottawa Senators, even money here, minus 110, uh, both sides, six the total right now across the board in this one. Uh, you got the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins who are trying to establish their game, trying to find some level of consistency, which quite frankly, they have not been able to do uh, for the better part of the last several weeks, just three and seven in their last 10 games. They did snap a two game losing streak to the Jets and the Hurricanes uh, with a escape by the skin of their teeth, 4-3 win against the lowly Anaheim Ducks. So I really don't know how much you want to uh, put stock into Pittsburgh winning that game uh, against one of the worst teams in the NHL, uh, the Anaheim Ducks. I kind of, I'm kind of hesitant to back Pittsburgh right now. I've said that now. I was hoping for something better here to consider the Ottawa side, but even money here with an Ottawa team that's really no great shakes either. And I'm not really rushing to say, hey, let's back Ottawa after I thought St. Louis game was their step-up game after getting embarrassed uh, by the Colorado Avalanche 7 nothing, and they get down 2 nothing, and they can't overcome that deficit, and they lose 2-1 to one, uh, to the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, on Monday night in a spot where I thought you'd get a step up effort from Ottawa and you really didn't get it. So, you know, it's not like I'm rushing to back Ottawa here either. I'd probably still lean Ottawa, but not crazy about it. Uh, you look at the uh, recent series history. We've actually, oddly enough, had over bonanzas in the past between these two teams. 5-3, The last game was actually the one under. It was 2 nothing. Pittsburgh beating uh, Ottawa here in Pittsburgh that was or in Ottawa rather Pittsburgh shutting out Ottawa two nothing that was last February but uh, the over is probably what I'd look at before either side and I'm just not rushing to back either of these teams in this spot I'd actually lean Ottawa if I had to play a side it would be Ottawa here but um, at the same time I trusted Ottawa against St. Louis coming off the, one of the worst losses of the season they still didn't get the job done so it tells you where they're at right now as well uh, what do you think here Alex Penguins Senators yeah, this is a classic pass for me. Like I said, these are two teams you can't trust right now, even at picking prices against one another. Uh, Ottawa's offense is just way too shaky right now uh, and non-existent. You've seen the losses they've had pretty much, you know, held, shut out or held to one goal. They had one win. They ended up getting, you know, last win they had five goals. So just two up and down teams. If this is one, if you, you know, going to watch this and bet this, probably look for something live. 
Yeah, see how the game starts out exactly with yeah. two teams that have been really erratic, both ends of the ice uh, of late. There's no question. Uh, if you look at props, like I wouldn't go bonkers with props in this game, but Jason Zucker continues to be really solid lately for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. He even got in a fight in that one game trying to wake his team up. I give him credit. This guy is playing you know, hard every single night trying to instill some kind of spark with this team. He has three goals and five points in the last five games. For the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, very uh, solid numbers there. Uh, so he might be someone that offers up some solid value in the uh, player prop market for this uh, Pittsburgh Penguins team. Uh, of course, Tim Stutzla has been the uh, best uh, player lately uh, for the uh, Ottawa Senators, no question. 19th, uh, 19 goals now uh, on the uh, season, which has been very impressive. And he's gotten 29 of his 40 points this season in the last 21 games. So he has been just absolutely terrific. Yes, Josh Norris back uh, from injury tonight for the uh, Ottawa Senators is significant. Obviously, you're talking about uh, a player that was expected to be uh, top two center uh, for this team, and he's going to be uh, inserted back into the lineup between Debrinket and Giroux uh, for the uh, Senators tonight. Stutzla, Batherson, and uh, Brady Kachuk will continue to be the top line. Uh, goaltending, we don't have a confirmation yet for Ottawa. We know it's Casey DeSmith. Uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins here uh, in this game. Uh, like I say, probably a peanuts it'll be if I bet it. Pizza bets if I bet them, but lean Ottawa, lean over uh, for me uh, in this game. All right, next up, we've got uh, Boston Bruins, uh, New York Islanders. Uh, Bruins minus 200 road favorites, five and a half being the total here in this game. The uh, Boston Bruins uh, dismantling. Uh, of the Philadelphia Flyers on Martin Luther King Day for that matinee affair, 6 nothing, Very impressive considering just what a big win it was for them against Toronto, division rivals, very intense hockey game. They didn't suffer a hangover or a letdown or take the Flyers lightly or for granted. Uh, it was a team that came out ready to go, uh, and they got the uh, job done here against the uh, New York, uh, against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, 6 nothing, uh, shutting out. Philly in that game and keep in mind Philly was playing good hockey going into that game and sure enough we saw the Flyers bounce right back last night with a victory against Anaheim so you definitely give Boston a lot of credit for beating Philadelphia 6-0 maybe when opening night if they had beaten Philadelphia 6-0 you say big deal Philadelphia is going to be one of the worst teams in the NHL this season but when they beat a Philly team that had won six of their last seven going into Monday you do give the Bruins their share of credit uh, for that win uh, again, the Bruins continue to play without uh, Jake DeBrusque, but you wouldn't know it. Uh, Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, Krejci has stepped up. He had a good game against uh, Philadelphia as well. Uh, they've gotten, obviously, uh, some contributions as well from uh, Frederick Coyle Hall uh, at times offensively for this team. Uh, the blue line continues to be rock solid, one through six with Matty Grizzlick, Charlie McAvoy, Hampus Lindholm continues to play well and really be aggressive, you know, not only the first pass, getting the transition game started, but also jumping into the play uh, as well uh, in the offensive zone. Uh, Brandon Carlo, Derek Forbert, uh, Connor Clifton, really solid blue line uh, for Boston, playing well. Uh, again, they had that hiccup against Seattle in a brutal spot, that one loss against Seattle, because we talked about it. It's why I was on Seattle that night. Road Warriors playing great. Boston off the long West Coast trip caught up to them in that game against Seattle. But boy, have they responded nicely in the two games since then. Islanders are scuffling. On the other side, one and five in their last six games, overtime loss to Washington on Monday night, four, three, they had a three, nothing lead in that game could not hold it. Not what you expect to see from the New York Islanders. Usually this is a team when they get in front, 
they hold leads and they win games. It's usually when they fall behind that they don't win games. But usually when they have the lead and they're trying to protect a lead, they're pretty reliable. Not the case when uh, Monday night against the Washington Capitals. So uh, definitely uh, not what you like to see from the Islanders. Uh, what I also don't like to see from the Islanders is they've been you know, outplayed heavily two of these last three games. Washington did take the play to them. It was kind of fortuitous. The Islanders were actually up 3 nothing. Uh, then they got totally outplayed by Minnesota uh, and lost 3-1. to one. They did have a, a, a good, solid game against Montreal, 2-1. to one, But again, even in that game, they were barely beating the Canadians. So yeah, I'm not in a rush to back the Islanders. I will not be on the Islanders. I don't know if I'm going to lay 200 here either uh, with the uh, Boston Bruins. I've been reluctant to bet these totals over, even at 5.5 with the Islanders. But that Washington game did uh, end up going over the total. And we've seen Boston where three of their last four games have reached six or more total goals. In fact, actually, six of the uh, last uh, five of the last six Boston games have reached at least six total goals. So I, I might I might get in here on the over tonight uh, in this Bruins Islanders game. It's five and a half. It's minus one twenty. You know, the Bruins have trended that way. And actually, the last two meetings, Boston Bruins, New York Islanders have cashed over bets six, three Boston four three Boston. Uh, in the last two head-to-head meetings. The 4-3 game was earlier this season. So five and a half, the over, I am interested. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Bruins, Islanders. Yeah, that's what I played this morning. I, I actually laid it at $1.15 with the over five and a half. I thought this is a, a good enough number. And, of course, I, and I understand why it's lying at five and a half. The Islanders have been trending uh, under like crazy. But like you said, you know, that last game, they've shown some weaknesses and some lapses defensively. Uh, Boston's got the offense rocking and rolling, like I said, the, the, despite DeBrusque being out. And in the last seven meetings of these two teams, over four, one, and two. So, uh, you know, when you see that and you're seeing a five and a half and, and a decent price, five and a half, it's not like it was, you know, 130 or 135. I, I had to jump in on that. So I'm going with the over. Like I said, someone in the chat mentioned Islanders have played Boston well at home. So maybe this is a good bounce back spot for them. But I think there's going to be goals back and forth. So don't want anything to do with the side. Just going to play the total. All right, over five and a half for Alex. It's a first of a back front end of a back to back for Boston. They're in New York. The uh, they're playing the Rangers uh, tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden. So don't be surprised if this is a Swayman start and Allmark held for tomorrow night. We'll see. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but uh, we'll wait and see on that. It is Semyon Varlamov tonight for the uh, New York Islanders. That is confirmed uh, that he will be in net for uh, the Islanders in this game. Uh, Sorokin, of course, pretty much been the number one. Uh, for the most part this season for the Islanders. And it's been a while since actually uh, Varlamov's been in the net. Last time we saw him was against Calgary. He gave up four goals and a 4-1 loss January the 6th. Uh, so not the greatest performance. Numbers are decent. They're okay. I think that's the best way to put it. 2.76 goals against 9.13 uh, save percentage for him. But uh, yeah, over five and a half, I think it's not a bad look here. Uh, considering Boston's offensive efficiency lately and uh, ability to find the back of the net. And even the New York Islanders, again, when they've played Boston, you know, we've seen a lot of the last two go over the total. All right, we've got Colorado and Calgary. Uh, this should be a good one. I think this is probably the game of the night right here. Uh, the Flames minus 135, home favorites, six the total uh, across the board. Uh, have the Avalanche kicked that their play into that second gear. We've been waiting on it. We've been waiting on it. We've been waiting on it. And the last two games may be evidence that this team's starting to fire up the uh, Pistons, if you will, uh, and get on a roll, you know, start to look again like the defending Stanley Cup champions. And we see in the last two games, Colorado with uh, 13 to three 
uh, beat down combined score of Ottawa over Ottawa and Detroit uh, in their last two games. Now, those were Ottawa and Detroit. Calgary's going to be much tougher, uh, no question about that. Uh, Calgary coming off a 2-1 loss to uh, Nashville uh, in their last game, uh, returning home following a four-game road trip, two back-to-back in uh, St. Louis, actually a five-game road trip, Chicago, two back-to-back in St. Louis, and then Dallas, Nashville, and now they are home here for a, a four-game homestand uh, with uh, Colorado tonight, uh, Tampa Bay coming up on Saturday, uh, and then Columbus and Chicago after that. So a little homestand starting here for Calgary, but again, coming off that road trip, never a, a great spot by any stretch uh, of the imagination. Only one previous head-to-head meeting uh, between the Avs and the uh, Flames uh, earlier this season, and it was right back early in the season, First, uh, I think first game or two of the season for uh, these two teams, and Calgary got the win 5-3 to three, uh, over Colorado here at the Saddle Dome. It was a back-to-back, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was for Colorado because they actually opened their season the night before banner-raising night uh, was on that Tuesday, uh, so keep that in mind. So long road trip here for Calgary. Uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, how they fare. Uh, in this one, uh, someone's saying that Kale McCarr is out. I have not heard. Is that um, uh, for I, sure? That might be breaking news, actually. So. That might be breaking. Let me just uh, do a double check on that because I know he was supposed to play from uh, everything I've read. I didn't see anything affecting him that was going to keep him out tonight. But yeah, let me just yeah, see yeah, he's out. what we see. Yeah, Kale McCarr will miss it. tonight's game due to injury. Day-to-day for return. So, And look at the way he's playing lately. I mean, talk about a tough time to be without him. Holy goodness, he's played great here these last uh, couple of games here for the uh, Tampa, for the Colorado Avalanche. Two goals and an assist, three-point night against Detroit. Uh, he's now gone six straight games with a point, six-game point streak, three, four, five, six, eight, nine points in the six games uh, for Kale McCarr. So that is unfortunate that he's out because I I definitely was looking at – call. I haven't bet Colorado yet. Good thing I haven't. Uh, but I lean Colorado here. It's the only side I'd look at. I'm not laying a price with Calgary. I'm just not. I'm not comfortable in this spot off a very long road trip, laying a price with Calgary. And with Jacob Markstrom in that, who actually wasn't bad against Nashville, but he's in one of these funks right now. They're, they're not winning games more often than not with him in net. You know, he's one and three in the last four starts. Uh, he's been inconsistent. He's been up and down. Uh, Markstrom will be in net here tonight. Again, he was solid against Nashville, but again, another loss, two to one uh, in that game. But uh, I still lean, I still like Colorado, maybe less in the bet size a little bit, but in this spot, team's starting to play better. And again, sometimes you see the team rally around an absence. First game without the key player, everybody steps up. Uh, Colorado is still capable of doing that here uh, in this game. So if I'm playing it, it's still Colorado for me, plus 115. I, and, I, and I actually had the over circled in this game as well. Obviously, McCarr's absence, you know, you lose some of that transition game. You lose the power play quarterbacking. It does hurt you a little bit. No question offensively, but I think with Calgary, you see a little bit of a mini Edmonton trend developing the last few games where off and under they play over. You know, that's been a little bit of a pattern for the Flames in their last couple games. Colorado's starting to trend uh, up and over the total. Series history-wise, we've seen three of the last five meetings cash over. So still Colorado, still over the total if I'm betting it, even with the Kale McCarr news. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Avs, Flames. Yeah, that, that's unfortunate. Like I said, it's a big loss for them. This is a Avalanche team that's just been fighting injuries left and right uh, to key players all season long. But uh, like I said, can't back Calgary laying a price here, even at home. Uh, Colorado has won eight of the last 11 meetings. 
And like I said, you know, starting to get on, on, on a bit of a roll. So even at a plus 115, I would lean toward taking a shot of the Avalanche. It won't make my final card, but uh, that's the only side I can look at there. And as for uh, props go in this uh, game, there's a couple good options. Uh, certainly for Calgary, uh, when you look at uh, who's been stepping up uh, lately for them, uh, we've seen, you know, Blake Coleman starting to become noticeable again for the uh, Calgary Flames. He's on a three-game uh, point streak. Well, actually got snapped against Nashville, but before that he had a three-game point streak. He's starting to find the uh, back of the net. Obviously, it goes without saying, I've been mentioning Dylan Dubé all season long for Calgary. Uh, he's gone through a little bit of a cold streak, but a cold spell, but maybe showing signs of bouncing uh, out of it. And then on the Colorado side, I mean, Lekkonen, McKinnon, and Rodriguez, that combination's been good. Big Val Nachushkin is back in uh, once again for the uh, Avalanche, uh, healthy once again back in the lineup. Uh, City of Comfort, straight out of Comfort here, JT. One goal, one assist, two points against Detroit. Not a bad option either. Like I said, Big Val Nachushkin came back Monday in the game against Detroit from a long injury absence. Evan Rodriguez has been very strong for the uh, Avs. Two goals, five points in the last four games for him. So it's one of those games where if you're going to take some Colorado props, you definitely you know pepper uh, sprinkle around uh, multiple players because there's they've definitely got you know three, four, even five guys that are playing really well right now, contributing uh, for the Avalanche and in good offensive form at the moment. All right, so that is the first three games of this Wednesday slate. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. We appreciate it very much. We'll be back to cover the two late games, the West Coast matchups here for this Wednesday card, right after we hear from our great sponsors at Gramco. All right. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or on the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back here on the uh, ice, guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, someone in the chat, it's an interesting point. Yeah, it's Nazem Kadri against his former team. Does that mean he's going to find the uh, back of the net tonight uh, against them? Uh, it's worth noting in the 5-3 Calgary win uh, earlier this season, he actually did not score for Calgary in that game uh, against the uh, Avs. But still, I mean, I wouldn't say no to, 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 to looking in that direction. Obviously, I always say when you're playing a former team, you're up for the game. You want to make an impact. It's just human nature. It's the, that's what you see, you know, with so many players in multiple sports. And NBA, same thing. You want to play your best against a team that, uh, you know, you obviously didn't uh, re-sign there. Uh, it was mutual. He wanted to go somewhere else. They probably didn't want to pay him. But nevertheless, you want to play well. Uh, no question. So uh, definitely uh, Nazem Kadri to find the uh, back of the net. Not a bad look uh, here. Yeah, Markstrom in net. We don't know for uh, Colorado, but apparently it's looking like Georgiev might have just been confirmed a few moments ago. Yes, he was. It is Alexander uh, Georgiev uh, in net for the uh, Colorado Avalanche tonight. And uh, yeah, Jared Bednar is just basically at his press conference minutes ago. So we're just finding out all this information 
uh, right now for Colorado tonight. Uh, Georgiev, by the way, looking to bounce back uh, because the uh, Florida game wasn't pretty for him. Five goals. Hasn't started since then. But Georgiev back from a little bit of an absence here that he's had due to uh, you know a little bit of an injury, I believe it was. But Pavel Francouz had the start. So Georgiev back tonight for the uh, Colorado Avalanche after missing the last three games. All right, Tampa Bay, Vancouver. We've got Tampa Bay. Minus 180 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Very straightforward, over six and a half. You know what? You, you got to know that's what we're doing in this game. Been back in these Canuck games over the total repeatedly, uh, and they've just been in one of those zones where, and it's the reason why they're going over the total repeatedly right now, Vancouver, is because they're actually scoring as well. It's not all that they can't keep the puck out of their own net and their goaltending is suspect. It's that they're actually scoring. This team's playing hard. If you actually watch Vancouver the last several games during that road trip, they were playing really hard, tough. They wanted to like the, it's almost like this the vultures circling, blowing up the team, the trade rumors. Bruce Boudreau, is he going to get fired? And if he's going to get fired, when's it going to be? Is it going to be today? Is it going to be tomorrow? Is it going to be next week? All this bullshit surrounding the team. And the players have somehow blocked it out. And they're the, the work ethic and the level of compete and will from this team, it's there. And this is not a team that's uh, folded the tent and gone home. You know, it's not a team that's sucking their thumb and going in the fetal position. It's not. This is a team that's, you know, still coming to play uh, every single night. It's just that they can't defend worth a, a tinker's damn. They just can't. We've talked about it all season. They've been horrendous in their own end. Penalty kill has given up at least two power play goals uh, in three of the last four games. Uh, and that's the issue right now. I mean, on that road trip that just completed, uh, the five-game road trip, they gave up seven to Winnipeg, five to Pittsburgh, five to Tampa Bay, four to Florida. And actually, they held Carolina to three. Give them credit. That's a low watermark for them uh, of late in that 4-3 shootout win for the uh, Hurricanes. And that game in particular was a perfect example of evidence as this team hasn't quit. They haven't, they haven't folded here. You know, they are still playing hard right now, the uh, Canucks. It's just uh, all their skill and all their ability seems to be at the offensive end. It's not really at the defensive end with this hockey team. So they've gone over the total now, 4-0-1 in their last five games. Uh, all five of those games getting at least seven goals. Uh, that'll cash the ticket here as far as this game is concerned. Tampa Bay and Vancouver have also gone over the total head-to-head. In four of their last five games, 5-2-9-2-4-2-5-4 final scores in those games. Uh, just uh, just actually recently, last week, remember, Vancouver played in Tampa. 5-4 it ended. It flew over the total. And look, Vancouver was knocking on the door of tying the game, if not for a great save late in the game from Andre Vasilevsky. So, you know, Vancouver played Tampa tough last week down in Tampa. Spencer Martin is confirmed in net for the uh, Canucks tonight uh, for Tampa Bay. Uh, they play in Edmonton tomorrow night. Don't be shocked if this is Brian Elliott tonight. Don't be surprised because they might save Vasilevsky in reserve for that showdown with the uh, Edmonton Oilers tomorrow night. What a hell of a hockey game that is going to be. Uh, no question about it. So you might see a Brian Elliott sighting tonight. Just We haven't had it confirmed yet, but don't be surprised if that's where Tampa goes with their goaltending. And if you actually look at Brian Elliott, we've talked about how through much of the season his win-loss record's been very good. But when you dig underneath the hood, if you will, or open up the hood and look underneath the surface, the numbers are still not very good. 3.17 goals against 897 save percentage. And in particular, you know, the last few starts that he's had, other than the Chicago game, you know, he gave up five to Detroit, 
gave up four to Minnesota. So he's definitely uh, struggled a little bit more here in some of his last few starts. So I'm going to guess it's Elliott. We don't know yet, but I'm going to guess it's Brian Elliott. Either way, even if it's Vassy, uh, over six and a half is the play for me here uh, in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Lightning, Canuck. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it perfectly. Like, this is an over game, but there's no way I can lay a dollar forty almost and uh, go over the six and a half, but I can wait in game and lay a dollar thirty with a five and a half, uh, which is probably what I'm going to do. I'm going to actually look for anything a dollar twenty five or cheaper. Then uh, I know I'm playing with fire here because there's the two teams that can get off to some fast starts, but, you know, like I said, I'll be waiting for it, you know, three minutes in. As soon as it hits five and a half, like I said, and I'm not going to wait for a plus price. I'm, I'm going to lay at least a dollar twenty five. That's my my target shot. I'm going to play this over, but uh, definitely feels like it could be a, a real up and down game. Spencer Martin, we talked about how shaky he can he can be at times, and if it is Brian Elliott, like I said, that just confirms it even more. Even though they win, they've been winning with him, but uh, his numbers have not been great. He's been allowing goals, so this could be uh, a fun one to watch for sure. Yeah, no question about that. Um, this is one of those spots where I I wouldn't I wouldn't be totally shocked. I wouldn't be totally shocked if Vancouver really push it makes this a game. Maybe even steals a win. I don't think I can bet Vancouver, but man, this definitely feels like a decent spot. If they weren't coming off the road trip, it would be better. But Tampa, you know, they could have Elliott and Net. They've had the four wins in a row. They just beat Seattle. They got the Edmonton game coming up tomorrow night. It's not a Tampa spot. It's not a let's lay minus 180 with Tampa Bay spot for me tonight uh, with the uh, Lightning. And even more so if Elliott's in Net, especially with the Edmonton game looming. And Vancouver's played this team tough. They just played them right to 5-4 last week. It was a pretty close game. It's not like Tampa was leaps and bounds better than Vancouver. Last year in Vancouver, Vancouver lost by a goal. It was 2-1. to one. So, you know, you look at these uh, – this Vancouver team, they've actually been feisty recently against Tampa Bay. So I don't hate a, sh a small shot with the home underdog here, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver and in this game. Rich in the chat mentions about Steven Stamkos. That's why he's at 499 goals. I might take a shot with him to get 500 tonight. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not sure how many of the Canuck players associated themselves with Geno Ojic, the recently uh, deceased uh, former member of the Vancouver Canucks. Just awful that he is gone at the age of 52, but I know they'll do some kind of pregame uh, tribute in the arena tonight for him. Yeah. There's no question about that. Uh, this will be the first Vancouver home game since his passing uh, over the weekend. So you got to believe that uh, Vancouver, Vancouver first period for that reason might even be yeah. uh, something to consider. Just uh, jump out of the gate strong, you know, catch Tampa a little, uh, you know, off guard, you know, a little bit. Uh, that's not a bad angle here. I might I might sprinkle on a minus a half in the first period here on, or actually just a money line on Vancouver in the uh, first period here. I know they're supposed to be bringing back the flying skaters at some point. It'd be cool if they could bring it back a little earlier uh, in honor of Gino. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, definitely. Uh, uh, they're they're going to definitely have a little uh, ceremony tribute, uh, a mention of him for sure. Uh, right before the uh, opening puck drop tonight in Vancouver. And again, you can get plus 125 to plus 130 with that first period uh, on uh, Vancouver. I don't think that's a bad angle to consider here uh, for this game tonight between the uh, Lightning and the uh, Canucks. All right, Dallas and San Jose, final game now of this uh, Wednesday card. This is the second game, by the way, of the uh, TNT uh, doubleheader. We've got uh, Dallas minus 155, minus 160. Uh, road favorites, six being the uh, total here in this game. Uh, the Stars coming off the uh, win against Vegas uh, to begin their road trip, uh, 4 nothing on Martin Luther King Day. Uh, very, very thorough, impressive uh, performance, both ends of the ice. Timely goals, great defensive effort from the entire team, great performance in net from Jake Ottinger, who uh, got the shutout over the uh, Golden Knights uh, in that 
uh, great victory for the uh, Stars. We'll see if they can uh, maintain that level of play here tonight as they go to uh, San Jose. Uh, on paper, this could be a little bit of a tricky spot. I'll say this about San Jose. They've, you know, at times played uh, Dallas tough. Even in the win that Dallas had against them at home on New Year's Eve, 5-2. I mean, San Jose got off to a pretty good start again uh, in that game. And, of course, before that, San Jose had the upset win in Dallas, 5-4. Three of the last four meetings have gone over. Both meetings have gone over this year. Um, so there's something to that. You know, maybe this game could get over, but I want to see who's in net before I do that. And it is worth noting from the uh, San Jose perspective coming into this game, uh, you know, they have obviously had their issues defensively. They have gone, uh, I think, seven, yeah, or sorry, eight, one, and one is their record to the over in their last 10 games. Big product of that has been inability to keep the puck out of their own net. Going back to January uh, 6th, they gave up five to Anaheim, four to Boston. They had uh, two to Arizona, which I think was their best performance, their only win during this streak. Four allowed to L.A., seven allowed to Edmonton. And then, of course, they gave up four to New Jersey, a shootout loss. And, of course, they allowed the uh, uh, you know the, the game-tying goal from Jack Hughes uh, in the final seconds uh, of that game. So definitely a team that's struggling in their own end. Series history kind of points over. You know, uh, Dallas – you know, that was a really good defensive effort. It's the one little fear I have, but I'd lean over the total for sure. I'm just waiting to see the lineups here and the uh, goalie confirmations. It's Reimer for uh, Dallas. I'm just waiting to see if it's potentially um, Scott Wedgwood tonight. It's potential for that because I believe Dallas is also plays tomorrow night. They do uh, in L.A. I'm, I'm sensing it's Wedgwood. It's just a thought process. We know oftentimes you're going to save your number one for the tougher game, the better opponent. And that would certainly be the L.A. Kings tomorrow night. So this could be Scott Wedgwood for uh, the Dallas Stars. And he got ambushed by Calgary the last time we saw him over the weekend. Remember that game? I mean, they just uh, – Calgary just – Calgary's not exactly been lighting up the lamp, you know, at times this season. And even they got, you know, Scott Wedgwood chased uh, from that game uh, on Saturday. So uh, definitely the overs in play for me. It might be in play anyway. But certainly it is if Scott Wedgwood's in net and confirmed for Dallas tonight. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Stars, Shark? Well, it's another San Jose Sharks game, so it's another first period over for me. I'm going uh, over one and a half. I laid $1.35. But if it is Wedgwood, I will also be adding on over six, uh, laying $1.05, $1.10 price. So, uh, like I said, it's, it's an over game for me. I, and like seven, San Jose's just been giving up goals and bunches. So that's just the way to look at first period over and, and then full game over if it is Wedgwood confirmed for Dallas. All right, there we go. So first period over in particular for uh, Alex liking that here in this Dallas and uh, San Jose game. Uh, as far as the uh, props go uh, for this one, I do want to mention a couple things. Wyatt Johnston and Ty Delandria are finally taking their rightful places in a top six forward role for the Dallas Stars. It's about especially Wyatt Johnston, who I thought early in the season was uh, an offensive spark, uh, even as a rookie, straight out of junior for the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, and uh, you look at what he's doing now, he's going to get more opportunity. So keep an eye on a guy like that. Wyatt Johnston, only 19 years old, but certainly taking advantage of it. And Ty Delandria with three points in the last two games, all of them assists. So Ty Delandria has made an impact here for Dallas lately. Uh, as well on the San Jose side of things, uh, a couple of lineup changes. Mikey Essimont uh, is moved his way up to the uh, top line tonight for San Jose with Tomas Hurdle and Timo Meyer. That's significant. You know we uh, have to pay attention to those situations because we're always getting value. He actually the 
New Jersey game was his first game up on that top line. Uh, minutes went up from 12, 14 to 17, and he had two assists. So Mikey Essimont, keep an eye on that. Might be a value prop on the San Jose side uh, for the uh, game tonight. You know, as far as Vancouver goes, uh, when you look at uh, their offense, certainly uh, there's been multiple uh, players that have been uh, stepping it up for them uh, lately. Uh, and offensively, you can go in a bunch of different directions. Uh, Kuzmenko is always a threat. We know the kind of season Horvat's been, and he's playing to basically showcase himself to get the hell out of Vancouver, uh, essentially, at this point, because he might be in a trade. And our own Jimmy Murphy, our own sleuth reporter, our good friend, and we're open to have him back, by the way, on Friday for his regular Friday spot here on this show, uh, confirming from another source that the Boston Bruins are hot on the heels of Bo Horvat, talking with Vancouver, uh, looking at a, the possibility uh, of a deal that would send Bo Horvat to the Boston Bruins. And if you talk about how strong and great Boston is already, you know, if they're able to add a Bo Horvat, now they're probably going to have to part with a roster piece, I would think, or two. They're not going to want to, but they might have to. Certainly they're going to have to unload some key prospects in the system if they are going to uh, get a guy like Bo Horvat. But the Bruins and Don Sweeney, the general manager, Alex, they are aggressively in pursuit of Bo Horvat from the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. It's just a question of whether they get this trade done by the deadline. Yeah, and the way Vancouver is playing, I mean, that you know, it makes sense that they might start selling off pieces and, and try to join into the Connor Bedard uh, race. So that's uh, something to definitely keep an eye on. Yeah, it is. And uh, like I say, that's scary to think for opponents and anybody in the Atlantic Division and anybody in the Eastern Conference how good this Boston Bruins team could end up being if they yeah. end up uh, getting a Bo Horvat. Uh, before the uh, trade deadline from the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, all right, that is the uh, Wednesday card. We thank everybody in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube, and we also appreciate those of you listening to the podcast version uh, of the show. Check out patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month. Daily Ice Guys show betting card posted there, power ratings, totals charts, goalie charts, bonus content, and more uh, coming on the way. Uh, patreon.com slash ice guys just ten dollars a month uh, for that we will be back alex and i with best bets to wrap up the show right after we hear from manscaped support for the ice guys is brought to you by manscaped our good friends at manscaped who are the best in men's below the waist grooming their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code ICEGUYS, all one word. I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com. Using the promo code ICEGUYS, you get the Performance Package 4.0. It is a game changer. The Lawnmower 4.0. It takes care of this, among other things. Uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be. Uh, the Lawnmower 4.0, waterproof, same thing with the Weed Whacker, which takes care of your ear hair, nose hair. I mean, nose hair in particular, you know, I'm getting up there in age, and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue. This will take care of it. It feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes. It pisses the hell out of me. It bothers me. I need to take care of that shit. This will take care of it for you, the Weed Whacker. Uh, make uh, part of the package that you get 
with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant, keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about. And manscaped.com can help you out with that. So make sure you take advantage of this. Manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys, and it's time for best bets to wrap it up for the Wednesday edition. Alex, oh, what do you like for best bets? Yeah, let's go Bruins Islanders over five and a half, uh, laying a dollar fifteen. You can get it as high as a dollar twenty. That's still uh, a fair price. This is a Islanders team that, like I said, we saw some shakiness in their defense last game. It's a Boston team that's got a, a great offense, and we know it could be some goals back and forth. And we're always looking for these five and a half, so we'll have to wait in you know, and grab it in game. We can get it right now, uh, laying a dollar fifteen. So let's go Boston, New York. Over five and a half. That's my best bet for this Wednesday. All right. There you go. Over five and a half. Bruins Islanders. Best bet for Alex P. Smith. We've talked about the five and a half totals when we've seen them the last few weeks and that they've actually been gravitating more toward the unders lately. But this is one spot where uh, I think you can look the other way uh, because there's definitely things that point to it. The Boston games have hit six goals minimum recently. Uh, and, of course, two straight head-to-head meetings with the Bees and the Islanders have also gone over the total. So uh, I think this is the right time to take a shot with an over at five and a half as well, Bruins and Islanders. But that's not best bet for me. Best bet for me is going to be Tampa Bay-Vancouver. You know it. Uh, over six and a half, minus 135. Do have to lay some juice. But, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, had this uh, Vancouver team over the total in their games repeatedly for best bet, including Sunday uh, against Carolina, back to the well with it here. Uh, Lightning, Canucks, over six and a half uh, for my best bet on this Wednesday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. We appreciate it. Hit the like button on the way out on YouTube. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast. When you can't watch the show live, for Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 